Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radamic Bertol. It's your host, thank you so kind for being part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. Today, today, the news of the day today is, by the way, AVQ, welcome aboard. Michael Rudnan watching all along from Twitch. So you've switched from Twitch. And, well, I see you are both Twitch and what we can say, uh, YouTube as well. I'm kind of curious about Twitch. They don't have an upvote, downvote system to their videos. Only a view counter. That's not good. I thought there was some way for it to be rated according to some folks, but I don't know. What do I really know? Anyhow, folks, thank you guys so kindly for being here. What is the show going to be about today? We have a great show in store for you, and I'm about to put it on the screen. Today's show title is, let me get that on the screen. Come on, screen. Come on, screen. There you go. Inflation spike is a fraud. Dems failure in Virginia explained. And Liz Cheney skewers Republicans. Anyhow, we're going to start with the... Uh, I, I really wanted to start with the inflation, but I'm going to wait for the inflation until after we do Harvey Wasserman. We're going to do the Harvey Wasserman interview, and then we'll go ahead and talk about inflation, and then we'll kind of play around with Liz Cheney. What you say about that, guys? I think that should be okay. Let's see if uh, any of you have anything else that you guys want to say. Uh, AVQ says, yeah, I'm done with Facebook. And YouTube keeps deleting all my comments with links. So Twitch is it for me now. I think Twitch so far is a bit more lenient. So I think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a bad choice, my friend. Not only that, we'd like to kind of get exposure on other platforms as well. You know, we are also live on on Facebook. On a Twitter and on um, what is it called LinkedIn, etc., etc., etc. We have all the bases covered. But I tell you what, let's go ahead and start the program because this is a, this is a fairly good interview. Let's go ahead and start with Harvey Wasserman, and then uh, after we're done with Harvey, we'll continue with the program. So Harvey, take it away. Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Willis, your host today. We have a special guest with us is Harvey Wasserman. You know him as the journalist, the activist, the you you name it. That's what he does. Um, he's been with what's the name of your group now, Harvey? I forget. It's uh, the Grassroots Emergency Election Protection Coalition. Agreed. And, and that is a very important group where we are making sure that everybody's vote counts. But we are here to speak about something special. First of all, everybody is screaming "Heli murder" about Virginia and New Jersey. You right. have a take. You wrote an article. I think you co-wrote an article with Joel Siegel. Right. And I want to talk a little bit about that. Why don't you tell me, break it down for me, what occurred in, in uh, Virginia? Well, the, uh, the article is at Reader Supported News, rsn.org. And uh, basically, of course, as always, the punditocracy and the corporate uh, Democrats always blame the left uh, whenever they lose, which is frequent. Uh, they they attack uh, people with progressive politics who actually want to get s something done in the government. Uh, but the fact is that, uh, and so they're claiming that this loss in New Jersey, uh, this loss in Virginia, and the close race in New Jersey are be somehow related to left politics. And uh, but the reality is that the uh, the guy in New Jersey um, didn't run a great campaign. He's actually a pretty good governor, the uh, uh, Murphy in New Jersey. Um, he, uh, unlike so many others, he's actually competent and he knows how to run a government and, uh, New Jersey is a pretty well-run state actually. Virginia 
you had this guy, uh, uh, and he wasn't a bad candidate, ran a decent campaign, more or less. The guy in Virginia, a complete loser, um, uh, Terry McCall, longtime functionary, just a, you know, a, a Clinton inside player, and um, uh, ran a miserable campaign. And uh, we knew he was going to lose, and we knew he'd blame the left um, uh, because he, he didn't get to people. He put all his money into TV advertising. Didn't talk about anything uh, substantial, just yapped away about Donald Trump, who wasn't running, and um, uh, just blew it, just handed the state over to the Republicans. What are your, uh, Harvey, what are your thoughts here? Because what really concerned me, yeah, they, they try to blame the left, but I mean, he didn't, he didn't run a very smart campaign. First of all, I don't even think a slip of the tongue would ever state something to the effect of, I don't want parents to have any control in the... In, uh, in, in their kids' education. Look, we understand what he, what he may have wanted to say, but in his autocratic manner of being on, in the corporatist world, that's exactly how they talk, isn't it? Yeah, and it, you know, um, it's not relevant. I mean, uh, they're playing a game the right wing. They got this uh, critical race theory. They're doing whatever they possibly can to keep race as an issue, you know, and uh, uh, this critical race theory stuff is just completely fabricated nonsense. Um, has nothing to do with anything except making uh, dividing blacks and whites. That's all it's about. And um, you know they they have to find a continual manner to uh, 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 keep the the race issue hot and uh, divisive. And uh, Terry McAuliffe, uh, 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 you know, didn't point out that the Biden administration got people money. Didn't point out that they've been fighting the uh, 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 virus, which is you know, um, a, a nightmare, and um, uh, didn't point out that they're, they're pushing this, they just got this infrastructure through, uh, you know, which is a miracle to a certain extent. Uh, I mean, we have a totally dysfunctional government, and uh, the, uh, the right wing is moving in there with their guns and their violence and their death threats. You know, people on the left everywhere now are getting death threats on a regular basis. Uh, that's what these fascists do. And Terry McAuliffe is, you know, just... Uh, absolutely rolled over, uh, didn't talk about good government, didn't talk about um, uh, delivering uh, on, on bread and butter issues, and uh, uh, let the, he let the right wing uh, set the agenda, um, uh, and, and he lost. And he did, also didn't bring people out. You know, I want to stop you right there because you made an important point there. He, he left it to the vices of the right wing. I wrote a piece, uh, a, a piece and did a video a few days ago after the election where I stated that I'm tired of Democrats just leaving supposedly red counties, red areas, red districts. It, they, just, they just leave it to the devices of the right as if they are not people who want good policies in these areas as well. I mean, it's mismanagement the way they cede these areas to the Republicans, assuming that they'll just campaign in these big pockets of people they hope are all theirs don't you think it's malpractice that you don't realize that the people that the policies that biden helped the most are the people who most voted against them well i think that to me i think that steve bannon has people running the democratic party yes they you know they clearly these they the the usual talking heads all these uh, consultants that always lose and that make no sense whatsoever uh, they are they are uh, uh, taking the Democratic Party and, and threw it in the toilet, 
uh, and no idea. Uh, or they don't care about winning. All they care about is their salaries. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys get paid commission uh, for the placement of these ridiculous TV ads that waste our money. We won in Georgia. The bottom line is there was a miraculous win in Georgia. Explain. Coach- I, think, I think in your piece you did some explaining on that. Explain what worked in Georgia that stupidly did not work in uh, New Jersey. Uh, yeah, and in and Virginia. Is in Virginia, uh, Virginia. We had a great organizer named Andrea Miller, who at the Center for Common Ground. Another great organizer, Ray McClendon, at the Atlanta NAACP. And they got people on the ground. They went door to door. They, they, they sent out postcards. They talked to people. They got people to the polls, uh, the people that needed to, to, we need to win elections. And we won. You know, Joe Biden carried Georgia. It's insane that he carried Georgia. It's a miracle. And uh, and then we elected two senators from Georgia, a black guy and a Jewish guy in Georgia. I mean, right. you know, <laughs> I mean, that's the home of the Klan, for God's sakes. Uh, you know, and um, and and it was done with grassroots campaigning. And the guy in Virginia just took all the money that he got from his corporate buddies and ran stupid TV ads that nobody wants to see, that are annoying, that make you want to vote against the guy. And, um, and, that, and that's their whole campaign. And then they lose, and then they blame the people that could have won the election for them. Because they don't want to do policy. They don't want to do, they, they don't want to do the hard work of getting uh, 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 social justice and, and saving the environment and dealing with issues like racism. Now, look, I want to throw something past you, Harvey, because I, you know, whereas we call it that they've, they've been incompetently campaigning, I don't know if that's the case. I want to postulate this to you and you tell me your thoughts about this. I think that we have people in the Democratic Party and for that matter in the Republican Party. They don't really give a damn about parties at all. They are just there. The mansions, the cinemas, those that are corporately controlled are just in particular parties to ensure those particular parties cannot do any damage to their corporatocracy, to the plutocracy, to the oligarchy. Example, um, why would, let's say, a cinema who was a Green Party woman just wants to hold up a bill? Why would they want to hold back a Build Back Better bill if not to allow a maybe a old Democratic senator to die, maybe for some other eventuality that says, okay, we need to put this on a back burner and not do anything that's going to cause interest or that caused our people to have to pay a dime more of what they've stolen from the American people. Thoughts? Well, look, Kirsten Sinema, everybody's talking about primarying her. She's not going to run again. She's a, she'll be a multimillionaire. Right. She got herself in there. She's getting obviously getting tons of money from the big pharmaceutical companies and whoever else that she's selling her vote to. I mean, this 50-50 split for, for Manchin and Sinema is like winning the lottery. Right. You know, they're 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 gonna. Joe Manchin has direct interests in um, uh, coal, and you know, and in preserving the fossil nuclear in, uh, economy. And Cinema is taking money directly from the pharmaceutical companies. Um, you know, this is pay to play, and uh, these guys uh, they won the lottery when the when the uh, uh, fifty fifty Senate. But then, don't you also think that there are a few of those other senators that are hiding behind them that are really not on board? Yeah, probably. 
you know, but the problem is that the, we have a government that's, that's uh, uh, purchased. You know, uh, we, we have a government run by money, and, that, and that's, that's the way it is. Now, thankfully, there are people like Bernie Sanders who have principles and, um, and who actually believe in things. But Manchin and Cinema, these people are completely uh, callous and calculating, and it's all about the money for them. And uh, uh, they don't care about the rest of us. And, the bottom, and of course, they all, whenever they lose, uh, they run terrible campaigns. They don't care about issues. They don't reach out to people. And then they blame the left. You know, immediately, knee-jerk response all over the court, the bloviating, you know, talkocracy uh, uh, there, uh, immediately it's, oh, they went too far left and blah, 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 and socialism and, and all this stuff. I mean, the reality is that half the millennials and Zoomers in this country support socialism. Uh, you know, they, they, the polls show that yeah, people are sick of capitalism in, in many, many ways. and and uh, and And... So we really don't even have capitalism. We have a monopoly situation. Uh, there's no uh, Adam Smith, uh, the who talked about uh, the, the invisible hand and free trade, be flipping in his grave. People actually read Adam Smith right there on the beginning of the Wealth of Nations. He talks about how corp- how about monopolies can completely game the system, and that's what we have. Um, and so uh, you know, thankfully, there are people, and the Progressive Caucus is now. You know the biggest piece of uh, uh, coherent uh, political force in the Congress now, and um, uh, they, they know what they're doing and they know what they're about. But it's the rest of these uh, people who are beholden to the corporations uh, who are killing the whole situation. I have a history book coming out about this, Egberto, the People's Spiral of U.S. History. Be ready in January. Hopefully, you and I can talk. No, about qu- it. a question. Question. You you had a previous book to uh, an addendum to your first book. Uh, that one was released, right? Well, I, the, my first book was called Harvey Wasserman's History of the United States. It was published in 1972. Uh, I was in, introduced by Howard Zinn. That's why I got right. That. And I've been working on history ever since. And this book that's coming out in January is the uh, uh, sum of 50 years of uh, looking at U.S. history. It talks about spiral. Oh, so that's a book that we spoke about before that you're, you're planning yeah, on releasing. I, I thought it was released this year. Okay, great. I did an earlier um, uh, take on it, just sort of a draft. Uh, it was out last summer, and basically the conclusion was that Bernie saved the world, but <laughs> I had to kind of revise that. Actually, that. I, don't, I don't think it needs revising, because the truth of the matter is, first of all, he moved the party what used to be what used to be far left in the party is just kind of center left in the party these days. Well, Bernie is the new Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything that Bernie exactly uh, everything Bernie advocates is is endorsed by a majority of the American public. Exactly, for all saving the environment, getting rid of homeless and poverty, homelessness and poverty. You know, Egberto, with a, a fraction, a fraction of the military budget, we could end poverty and homelessness overnight. I mean, it's, it's all there. We could feed everybody in the world. We have technology now. We know how to do agriculture without destroying the environment. We, we, could, we could feed the world uh, and homelessness uh, and poverty, um, uh, build our education system with, you know, 10% of the military budget. It's, it's obscene. And, um, uh, you know, I got to tell you, I mean, one gripe I've got, I, I have to hand it to Joe Biden. He did... Uh, get us out of, of Afghanistan. Finally, not entirely, right. but we don't have troops on the ground. Of course, the, the reality is that 
The domino theory turned out to be true because the minute that Biden stopped fighting the Taliban in Afghanistan, they came over here and took over Texas. So, uh, you know, <laughs> that's what really happened here, you know. But the fact is, if Barack Obama had, had got us out of Afghanistan when he should have, which is immediately after being elected, and getting the Nobel Prize. See, I think they gave Obama the Nobel Prize as a bribe to end the war in Afghanistan. I said that at the time that he got it. I did a CNN I report where I said exactly that. It was right. an it was an expectation. Exactly. And it didn't come through. And if, if if Obama had gotten us out of Afghanistan instead of sending more troops there uh, in 2009 and 10, Donald Trump would never have been elected president. Never. Uh, because, uh, you know, people were angry and rightfully so that we were still in Afghanistan. And then so Biden finally had to do it. And of course, they railed at him for it, but he did the right thing. Uh, everybody says he could have done better. Okay, he could have done better, but could have done worse too. The fact is that we don't have the troops there anymore. We are bombing them, still killing people with drones. But, uh, uh, you know, that's a, hopefully we on the left, we have to make a major turning point out of that and have no more wars. I mean, we've since World War II, we've had Korea, Vietnam, Central America, Iraq, Afghanistan. What good is oh, it? Oh, wait, you, you're, you're missing quite a few, brother. Yeah, you're missing quite a few. You, you, hey, what's wrong with you? Are you for uh, Grenada? is a country too, you know? Grenada, that's right. Yeah. That's a country too. By the way, the, the military, the attempted military coup in Venezuela is a real thing too, you know? And, and, and uh, look what they did in Honduras. Exactly. So, you know, in Yemen and the whole deal. So the bottom line is we have got to, uh, 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 you know, they are yelling and screaming about money for uh, uh, social programs and infrastructure. The the military budget just sails right through. Let me stop you there, because here's a funny thing. And, and I don't know. Look, Harvey, you better talk to some of your Democrats out there in California and elsewhere, because here's what they forget to say. We are going crazy about a three point five trillion dollar social program that has jumped to a one point seven five trillion dollar program that really has a whole bunch of environment in it and not a whole lot of social program in there when if we were to say uh you know the military budget is a seven trillion dollar budget as of our 7.5 trillion dollar budget that's how they describe us we are talking about 1.7 over 10 years versus seven trillion over 10 years what gives why don't we advertise that way that doesn't even talk about the the, the uh, cia and the, and the black box though. the black exactly so uh, it's really outrageous, and um, uh, it's killing us. I mean, it's classic end of empire stuff, Egberto. You know, I'm a history teacher, and you look what happened to Greece and to Rome and to yes. Babylon and uh, the, the British. And, uh, you know, um, I mean, only 12, 12 or so different countries have invaded Afghanistan and all got their butts kicked. So, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, the graveyard of empires. So we are now in the post-imperial or end, end of empire stuff. Let me ask you, your new book, does your new book, does it, does it make the correlation between these great fallen empires and the United States as an empire? Oh, of course, absolutely. Okay. Well, you know, we've been an empire ever since we started. Right. Course, we've been a, a republic, a, a sort of a democratic republic, but we've also been an empire. Right. And in the long run, to paraphrase Lincoln, you know, uh, no country can exist, half democracy, half empire. That doesn't work. Right. So, uh, and we're paying the price now. And uh, it, like I say, if, if uh, Obama had ended the empire, 
um, we would be in uh, a very, very different case, different situation. I have to say, you know, all the horrible stuff that's going on in this country really is directly traceable to the war in Vietnam. You okay, know, one thought here. I know it's, it, you know, I, I want to, because we, we're, we're running on time right now, but I want to get your opinion on, on something right now. The progressives finally said, okay, with some assurances, we let you have the bill. Did they do the right thing? Yeah, I think so. But, you know, and then, but you notice the six votes against the Democratic. Omar is, is, is Ilmar, Omar, AOC, and a few others. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but uh, five women and one, one guy, by the way. But and women, wait, women, look, women, I'm sorry. The, it, the core of our party right now, or of the Democratic Party, I should say, right now, are women. These well, yeah, are young women. One, the number one theme in my history uh, of coming, the People's Spiral Years history, is that yes, we're transitioning away from empire. We have no choice. Um, you know, the, the, the 21st century will not be the American century. But uh, the most critical transition going on in the world today is the transfer of power from men to women. And I that's think that's a good thing. Number one, because, uh, you know, the, and our democracy, whatever democracy we have in the United States, is rooted not so much in Greece, there, in Rome. I mean, there, there are aspects of the Roman Republic and the Greek democracy, but the democracy in America comes straight from the indigenous. The, the number one influence on, on establishing the United States as a democracy was the Iroquois Confederacy. Oh, I didn't know that. The most, the most advanced democracy in the world was the Haudenosaunee, the people of the Longhouse, who are in what's now upstate New York. They had an extremely advanced democracy, which completely changed the worldview of the Europeans who came here. And it's totally ignored in all our history books. But the even, the, even the liberal history books, they say, well, the Indians were here and they were nice people and we shouldn't have wiped them out. The Indians were here and they were brilliant and they had a tremendously advanced civilization and they were based in democracy and whatever democracy the United States had, came directly from the Haudenosaunee in upstate New York through Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Paine. If you want to look at the major influences on American democracy at the, in the 1770s and 80s, it was Benjamin Franklin and, and Thomas Paine, and they were totally in tune with the indigenous. Hey, you need to send me a manuscript of that book now to enlighten me so that I can ask you the right questions when it come out in January, buddy. I will indeed. Yeah. And, uh, Alberto, you're the greatest, and I understand you've uh, subjected yourself to being on the board of KPFT, uh, the, probably the greatest act of masochism in, in world history, and we, uh, you know, we, we need to retake the Pacifica Network, and that's for another show, too. Well, you know what? With guys like you on, on, on the team, brother, uh, and uh, whether directly or indirectly, that's exactly what we're going to do. Yes, and uh, we need that network, and we need your show. You're, you're doing great stuff, Alberto. It's really great to be on with you, and we got to stop this left bashing finally i mean the good the good news is in the united states and this is this is the game changer is that the american public is with us that you know all this right-wing stuff you know this screaming of uh, this this fa horrible fascist though uh i can't even think of his name the jerk on tv all the time um and uh you know they're always yelling and screaming about the left and uh they use this critical race theory to divide people Racism is the, has, is the core cancer, along with em, empire, that's been destroying the United States since the 1600s. And, uh, you know, it was invented. Racism was invented to divide people 
and to divide the working class. And that's what they're still doing. They're still relying on it. But less and less, the millennials and the Zoomers, the two upcoming generations, which are now about a third of the country, uh, are very, very left and progressive compared to all other generations, even the baby boomers in, in our history, because they're racially diverse. They couldn't care less about, about people being gay. I mean, it's just part of the, and, and the indigenous were like that too, by the way. There were tribes uh, in some cases that discriminated against gays, but by and large, homosexuality was just accepted by, uh, by the indigenous as, and, and they were matriarchies. There's a great line, there's a, um, a documentary about the, the Haudenosaunee, the Iroquois, who were extremely advanced, as I said. And they were run by, the, the women ran the tribes, but, but they let the men be the chiefs. And so in, the, um, in this documentary, a, a, a matriarch from the indigenous Haudenosaunee was asked, why is it that if the women run the tribe, why are the men the chiefs? And she said, well, it gives them something to do and it makes them feel important. <laughs> So that's where we're at now. If you'll notice, of all the countries in the world dealing with the COVID, the countries run by women uniformly did better than the countries run by men. Oh, wow. You, it's almost like you're mimicking some of the stuff that we've spoken about, how powerful the countries run by women. From Angela Merkel, who became the de facto leader of the world under Trump, to yeah. others, um, that is so true. But Harvey, we got to cut it here. Look, it's always great talking to a, a guy of your stature, your honor, of your knowledge. I mean, uh, I can't wait to get your manuscript because there's a hell of a lot I need to learn from stuff that you that I, I'm pretty sure is in that book. Harvey Wasserman, activist, extraordinaire, Pacifica Network, long timer. Join, join us on our Zoom calls at uh, 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 Grassroots Emergency Election Protection Coalition. Uh, Gerda, we'd love to have you on. Anytime you want to come on. Thank you so kindly. Harvey Wasserman, you have a great rest of your day. You too, bro. Thank you. Take care. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Well, that was Harvey Wasserman. You guys look him up on Wikipedia. He has a long, long, long history in the activist community, the journalist community, etc., etc., etc. Folks, thank you so kindly for being here. If you are on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up. Let's go ahead and get those numbers rolling if you are on youtube give us that good old like on twitter remember to go ahead and follow egberto willies at egberto willies i want to welcome my dear brothers and sisters in let's see let me get kind of from the top welcome aboard avq rose williams daniel ledo how are you guys doing patricia e forker lee grant welcome aboard uh yvette avery Herod says afternoon pdr posse and AVQ has a lot of stuff he wants me to put out. And of course, we are in the presence of Petition Queen, also known as Linda of the Independent uh, Indebe independent Voters of America. I think that's the name of the group. Uh, let's see who else we... Norman Reynolds says, Hey, Egberto, when you say, why don't we Democrats say which media is equivalent to the corporate and conservative media who should push the meme? Progressives are unrealistic in this way. I got you covered. I got you covered. Uh, let's see what else we have here. I think AVQ wants me to put something on the screen for fun. Let me make sure you're not going to get me in trouble. The U.S. Constitution owes the notion of democracy to the Iroquois tribes, including freedom of religion, freedom of speech, and separation of powers. I think I can put that on the screen without getting into trouble. 
You never know, and then some of you guys get me into trouble, and I can't have that. There it is on the screen for you, AVQ, I said. If when we got new equipment, we'll be able to do all of this again. And guess what? We can't do it again like if we are in Houston, but we are coming to you out of Washington, D.C. Anyhow, folks, uh, great having you here with us. Please, again, go ahead and give us that uptick. Give us that uptick. Uh, what else have we got here? Let's get back to the other screen. And uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Egberto, after the show, there's a satirical video I'd like you to watch. I'll check it out. My brother, AVQ again. Tom C. says... Echo and Out of Sync on YouTube, still a great program. It, you had an echo again? I thought I fixed the echo. I thought I fixed the echo. Um, that Actually, if, if, if we had an echo, that would be uh, my fault uh, because there, there is a particular, uh, there is a particular uh, reverb thing that I need to do. And it doesn't seem like it was connected. Anyhow, I'm not sure what that is. Out of sync, I'm not sure either, my friends. But I try, I try, I try every now and then. Just being operator, producer, and everything, sometimes we get it all wrong. I try to clean it up usually in the podcast that we put on uh, Anchor.fm. Check out our podcast there as well. Uh, let's see what else we say. Two spirit persons were considered to be holy persons in cultures across Turtle Islands before the invasion from Europe. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Petition Queen says, getting out the two-party system is the revolution. We will keep breaking America without breaking out of it. I agree. Uh, Obama gave up his independent edge when he walked in by putting organizing for America under the DNC. Petition Queen, you hit the number on the head. That they, Even Obama feared. OA, uh, you know, OA, what was it called? Organizing for Obama is what it used to be called. Uh, organizing for OFA is what we used to call it, OFA. Even Obama feared how powerful OFA had become. And the reason why OFA was pretty much shut down is because OFA had the imp, the oomph, to actually force the hand of the plutocracy. And as you know, the presidency has its own gravity, even for a progressive going in there. And that's what you're seeing with Biden right now. Let me go ahead and do my ask, and then I want to talk about inflation because... What I want to say about inflation is very, very, very important. Before I forget, uh, let me ask you guys, is the echo gone first of all? Is the echo gone? Let me know. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Um, if you are just joining us, please remember, if you are on YouTube, give us that thumbs up. If you are on, on uh, Facebook, give us the like. Now, uh, please, if you are on YouTube, click that join button. Please become a part of the PDR Posse. We need your support to keep doing what we do. We're going to talk about inflation and the caveats of inflation right after I give this ask. Stick around. This is a very important thing that everybody needs to understand. Everybody needs to understand what I'm going to talk about next, okay? But anyhow, please, if you're on YouTube or if you're not on YouTube, go to politicsandright.com slash YouTube to become a subscriber, a, a member rather, politicsandright.com slash YouTube. Alternatively, you can become a member by going to politicsandright.com slash patron. I need patrons. I need folks to start clicking on that patron thing and giving me some more patrons to kind of zoom up my numbers. I don't, my numbers for patrons are not very good right now. For YouTube, it's getting better, but I need a lot more YouTube as well. But please consider as well, my friends, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. For those of you who don't want either platform, but are very happy with PayPal, it's getting cold right now. Go get yourself a hoodie, please, at our store. Everything you buy helps support the program. politicsandright.com slash store. So we can get the hoodies, hats, all that good stuff. 
and my books. I promise you, you will leave more enlightened with the books. And the good thing about it, you get a chance to talk directly to the author. You disagree with something that I put in the book. Egberto, what the hell are you saying? I want to talk to you about this that you have in the book. You write ABQ, uh, Jacinda Arden from New Zealand. Great, great prime minister. Uh, let's go ahead and say now politicsandright.com slash books to go ahead and get our books. And if you want to find out all the different ways in which you can support us, politicsandright.com slash support. politicsandright.com slash support. We're a little bit behind in support for this month because of all the trials and tribulations that we went through. So I want you guys to make a special effort. I ask you so kindly to support us. We need as much support as you can to keep this stuff going, to keep this thing hot. Let's go ahead and get busy about talking about inflation. All right, look. Um, I got up to the news this morning, like most of you did. And what did we hear? Oh, inflation is not going down. In fact, it is going up. Biden, what are you going to do about it? How dare you, Biden? And that there's a chart. Those inflation, that inflation charts look horrendous. Look at that straight line up. For this month, 6.2, it's, it's on an annualized rate this month. Of 6.2%. It doesn't mean that inflation for the whole year is 6.2%. It means the prices in the month of September, or rather October, went up at an annualized rate of 6.2%, which may, in, in effect was something like 0.9% or something like that, which gave an annualized rate when you give the composite rates from January to now, add into what the other inflation is, which means we may come out with an inflation rate at the end of the year of 5 to 6% total. Okay? Probably this. And everybody's screaming at the administration. It's your policies that's creating this. And people forget a very important concept. A very important concept relative to inflation. Many want you to believe that this is something government can control, right? Government has control of inflation to some extent, a little bit right. But let me tell you, most of the issue here is corporate, private sector doing. There's nothing magical about inflation. Nothing magical about it. Inflation just means the price of a product is more than it was the day before, the month before, the week before, etc. That's all it means. Nothing more, nothing less. And the question you have to ask is why? When you get inflation, it usually means there are too many people chasing too little goods, right? That's what it means. Too little amount of people chasing the goods. It also means that you don't have pricing power. In other words, gasoline a few months ago was $2. Now, because more people are driving, the oil company said, we can sucker these fools and we can charge them more. And because the pandemic is over and they want to go more places, we can charge them whatever we want, whatever the market will bear. We, as American citizens, could control gas prices tomorrow. The same way, we're, we, the same way we have most employers by the pelotas right now, we could do it to the owners of gas stations, etc. Here's the deal. They know more people want to drive. So what they're saying, you know, is 
you know, if more people want to drive and they see the the drive, they see the price of gas going from three fifty to three seventy five. Hi, they're going to say, ah, it's twenty five cents more. I'll go ahead and pay it. If they find the eggs that remember nothing changed in the economy when it comes to things like eggs and growing products locally. I want you guys to understand this very importantly. Gasoline, there's no reason for the gasoline prices to be higher, even with increased demand, given that we do not have a supply problem. There is a, however much oil we really wanted to extract now, we could. The plutocracy decided to corner the market. We, we pump less gasoline, the price goes up, and we have even more product for the future. Because as price go up, people buy a little bit less. They create a false sense of scarcity. You know that extra egg, that, that extra price in the egg? Ask yourself, what's the supply chain of the egg? It has nothing to do with the, eggs, the, the supply chain that you have all those ships in the port of of, uh, of, of California and all these other places. It's a fraud. It is a fraud on America. And we, until we understand that and call it out, you know, people talk about price controls. Uh, we don't want price controls because it will create less, uh, it'll, 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 it'll create shocks in the market and all these other features we like to talk about. The fact of the matter is we continue to be played by the public, by the private sector. They continue to sucker us. It is nothing more than price gouging based on false information. Are there ships in the, in the, in the Gulf waiting to come in, in the Gulf of both California, Texas, and all these other places trying to go through the Panama Canal? Are there shortages? Yes. I'm, I'm going to tell you what I... Uh, there, there's an important thing that I wrote on face uh, on Twitter today that I want to... I hope I can find it right now on Twitter because we need to understand where the problem is. In effect, the private sector screwed up. When I'm not talking about oil. Oil and all of that, those price, that's price gouging. The price of eggs, gouging. The price of produce, gouging. There is no reason. They're not paying the farmer anymore. They're not paying those, those folks coming over from on, across the border to farm the land. They're not paying them anymore. But somehow the price goes up. Come on, people. We constantly get played. The inflation rate is a fraud. And until we understand that and until we call out the politicians to pass laws to screw them. In other words, oh, you want to take more money out of the people's pocket? Good. You charge them more. We'll take. We'll charge you the taxes to recover the extra money that you picked up and give it right back to the people. That's what we need to start doing, right? That's what we need to start doing. But anyhow, anyhow there is none of this that we should believe. Uh, figuring out price control laws to prevent price gouging, especially during times of trouble, would be a good idea to prevent the public being ripped off. Exactly. Exactly. It's, this is fuggery to the nth degree that we have to really start to solve. So the, the, the other concept that I, I, I want to articulate about this inflation thing is if we buy into that narrative, if we let people believe, remember the supply chain are two parts, right? 
there's a supply chain that comes from overseas you know you're buying your pots and pans from China you're buying your your cloth and all of that from China all those things yeah okay those things are gonna be higher in price because of the mistake made by the private sector okay how did they make a mistake the private sector wanted to gouge and, and take in a lot more money for themselves so they created this thing known as just-in-time inventory. Just-in-time inventory says, if I'm building a car, I only have enough parts in the car to last me a week or so to, to build that car. If for some reason there is a storm in the Atlantic Ocean and parts that are coming in from China, remember parts come in from all over the world, including the United States, but you can't build a half a car. The bill of materials is what you have for every product you build, right? Every product that you create, uh, you know, I used to do all this stuff before. Every product that you create has something known as a bill of materials. The bill of materials could have pieces from all over the world. You can't build a car until all those pieces are there. If one is missing from some part of the world, you can't build a damn car. What just-in-time uh, inventory does is it says we're going to assume that we can have all these parts without restrictions all the time. In the olden days, they had inventory for two, three months so that they could have this stuff and, and mitigate for those, th those problems. Not anymore because the businessmen said, you know what? We can save money by not having all those things in stock and have to pay taxes. on. I mean, it's ridiculous what goes on. So that's the first thing. The second thing they did is forecasting. Oh, the private sector is so efficient. Let this, let this mythical market take over. The mythical market is going to do it all. The mythical market can figure out supply and demand. There's no damn market. It is, in fact, mythical. Markets are driven by a whole bunch of people with the, the, the guys at the top, and they kind of come to conclusions what they want to do, period. If it really were run, if it really were run in a sensible manner, they would always have an excess of supply that they know is the standard, so that we could actually mitigate inflation of any sort for 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 the things of basic need. The inflation thing is a racket. It is a racket for two reasons, and right now it's a racket for two things. It's a racket to play it up we are going to try to build prices as high as we can so that build back better there will be an excuse to say we can't pump any more money into the economy because the economy is already overheated but it's a lie the economy is overheated it, oh, oh we can't people don't want to get jobs how the hell can you get a job if you can't find daycare if you're not paying somebody enough or giving a, a stipend so that they can get daycare for their kid so that they can then go to work that's what Build Back Better does, right? So I want you all to listen to everything they say on TV today about that 6.1% inflation rate and understand the inflation rate is nothing more than higher prices that were allocated by the powers that have the ability to assign pricing. You don't have pricing power. Others have price and power. When we had to stay home, we showed how powerful the individual was. And how powerful was the individual? Oil prices went to below zero because they were still pumping oil and needed places to store it. 
So they were the oil companies were paying people to take oil. Negative growth. We put a kink on the oil company. We did that. The skies got bluer in China, in, 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 in Beijing, in Paris, in Copenhagen, in New York. Everywhere the skies turned blue. We actually did it to them. If we were to say as ourselves, we're going to stop that. Correct, Egberto. Given JIT resourcing, the supply chain issue was screwed due to COVID and it was known for last year. Corporations are now gouging to protect their bottom line. They cannot deliver due to constrained production on their end. Exactly. It has nothing to do with Biden. It's a private, sex it's a private sector screw up. And Biden doesn't have the pelotas right now to go out there and say, don't blame me. You guys want the private sector in charge of everything. Well, watch the private sector screw things up now. The, the, the government likes to have a lot of supply. Look at all the military crap we have that we're going to never, ever use. But we have it if we need it. The private sector doesn't operate that way. The private sector wants to do its thing to make profit. And when they screw up, they run to the government and say, government, could you please help us now? Wait a minute. We thought you wanted to do it on your own. We thought government was inefficient. Turns out what makes private sector efficient is that is they know they can rely on government. It goes to the, to the format. When pharma comes with a drug, it is first developed by a, a university. The university proves the viability of the chemicals. And then the private sector says, oh, that looks like it may work. Let's go ahead and take it now. They don't take risks. They're socialists. They are the socialists, right? They don't take risks. The social fabric of America take risks for the private sector. And the private sector then profits off of us and now inflation is an increased profit on us and until we let people know that and let them get into the attack mode against the private sector who is responsible for this we will continue to have bad policy because the Bidens of the world are not going to come out and say it's a private sector who screwed this one up as they always do. They screwed, up, they screwed it up with the financial sector. They screwed it up with the supply chain. They screwed it up with just about everything they touch because their sole purpose is to make money. They screw it up on medicine. They screw it up everywhere. And then they like to say, it's government's the problem. It's government. It's never, ever, hardly government unless it's government under the tutelage of the private sector. Let's not ever forget that. Government under the tutelage of the private sector is always the problem. Those people who really love government, those people who really put, devote themselves to working in government, they are the altruistic ones. They are the ones that say, you know, I believe in doing what's right to people. Don't ever sit back and think, those in the private sector somehow are benevolent for the well-being of the people. How can they be if their sole purpose of being, according to Milton Friedman, look up Milton Friedman, one of the gods of the capital, the new capitalist system. Their sole purpose is to make a profit for the shareholders and also a big bonus for the executives. And the, the employees are nothing but peons. 
Let's always remember that. Let's always remember that. All right, machine not working too well. Which machine is that? And our nation must def definitely... Okay, let's see. Stepping out a few minutes early. AVQ, thank you for having been here, brother. Uh, let's, let me start talking to whatever you guys are saying now. Okay, echo, let's see. The echo on Twitch, there's no echo on Twitch according to AVQ. We owe a lot to Howdison nations from whom Ben Franklin got institutions and how to have inclusive government. AVQ says inflation right now is a result of the supply chain strains we are experiencing as a result of a year-long pandemic, not enough supply to meet demand. And it's not, but that's not the only thing, AVQ. There's no reason for eggs to be increased in price, milk to be increased in price. Those are local. They don't have a supply chain problem with milk, etc. That is gouging. Uh, AVQ says inflation from price gouging is a secondary cause. Yes, I said for the, for the things of immediate need, it's the primary cause. Eggs, there's nothing that changes in eggs now than with the, whether there's a supply chain problem or not. We don't manufacture eggs with pieces from China. Okay, let's see. We, we manufacture eggs from the bowel, from the, from the womb of a chicken. Uh, let's see what else we have here. They accepted the... Let's see what, what... Coming down, coming down, coming down. Coming down, coming down. The spiritual civilization will eternally shed a light that will never terminate. I agree with that, ABQ. Our supply system used to be focused on robustness to make sure there's no crashes, but now they're focused on profiting by removing all safety redundancies. Exactamente correcto. And that's why I'm saying, sir, now everything is just in time supply, not having enough backup stock and inventory for any time they are using. Exactly. Uh, let's see what else we have here. I think I read that one from JIT on Norman. Uh, stepping away early. Tom C. Thank you so kindly. Lived it for that $10. Uh, that $10. Uh, what is it here? I think that's a, oh, that's a chime up. Thank you so kindly. Uh, politics done right. Stay in the fight, guys. Indeed, it's time for all of us to step into the fight. Thank you very much, Live It, for your contribution of $10 to the Politics Done Right Posse. You are forever a part of our team, constantly. Uh, let's see, uh, what else we got here? What else we got here? I can't get it up on the screen right now because we only have four minutes to go, Live It, but... Uh, you know, you are in our thoughts and it's right there. Scroll. Actually, I can get it on the screen right now. Actually, what am I saying? We, you guys, you guys made sure I had the technology for that. There it is. Lived it. That is living it. Blue bar saying we gave you more. We supported politics done right the way it should be. Politics and right. Stay in the fight, guys. All right. Uh, we're coming up close to the end of the program. Please, again, if you are just joining us, do what lived it does. Give us a super chat. Uh, if you can't give a super chat, consider clicking that join button and becoming a part of our posse. You can also go to politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Politicsandright.com slash Patreon. We need more Patreons. Actually, folks, we need them badly. We also need more YouTube subscribers, meaning YouTube members. We have, a, we, have, we have tens of thousands of subscribers, but we need more members. So please consider going to politicsandright.com slash YouTube. Politicsandright.com slash YouTube. And don't forget, there's also PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Help us keep this message going. I want us to get that narrative on inflation change, folks. Peggy Lopez, welcome aboard. I want us to get that narrative change, folks. Whenever you hear people talk about inflation and try to make it a government issue, it is imperative that you say inflation is a private sector concoction based on their ineptitude. 
and I do want to find that um, I do want to find what I wrote this morning I think it's important I think I can find it before the show is over because it's important this is, and I'd like you guys to retweet what I tweeted here I think I can find it and I think it's gonna come up donde esta ese tweet que hice esta mañana all right, here is the tweet that I did. I said the following. The mythical market is at full speed. The recent economic reality is manufactured inflation by a profiteering and incompetent private sector. You cannot have real inflation without real shortages. Therefore, it is manufactured. Americans are paying for private sector incompetence for using just-in-time inventory poor forecasting, low pay that disincentivizes work, and paying off politicians to keep taxes low on the wealthy that prevents the repair and creation of necessary infrastructure. Do not be fooled. The manufactured inflation must not stop Build Back Better. It is a pity or it is a ploy to continue screwing the masses as the rich take it all. Folks, please tweet, retweet that. Actually, let me give you the first tweet so that uh, some of you can go ahead and retweet that. I think it's an important message that we must all that we must all be clear on. Let's see, where do I have a copy link? It, it's an important message that we all need to be clear on. Here is the tweet. I'm going to put it into, into the feed right now. Please retweet that. It is so important. Anyhow, we are coming up close to the end of the show. Again, support us at politicsandright.com. The catch-all, let me just put the catch-all link in there. I'm kind of winded with, with all, all, the, um, all the different links. Politicsandright.com slash support. Find whatever way you can to please support the, uh, support the program, what we're doing. But I have an announcement. I've been blessed that KPFT has extended Politics Done Right another on-air hour. So now we are on politics. We are on KPFT 90.1 FM on Thursdays at noon central and on Fridays at 11 central. So now we have two, ver two politics and right that's on air on the Pacifica network that can be heard throughout the country whether for those stations that those affiliates of Pacifica who pick up the the program. So again, Politics and Right is on air uh, all over. So please consider again supporting us in whatever manner you can. Patricia E. Forker says corporatocracy, the marriage of big pharma corporations and government. Patricia also says no accountability and profits only. You are absolutely Right. Look, folks, I know you could be anywhere, but you're here with me. I want to thank you so kindly for being a part of the program. I couldn't do this at all without you. I couldn't do it without you. You are the people that have made politics right possible for over a decade. We've been growing slowly, so which means as we grow, I run the risk less of having to well, that's another. That's for another day. But please go ahead and support us, politicsandright.com slash support. Please continue to tell the truth. Please continue to share the podcast. Please share the videos. Please share everything because we need to get the truth out. Thank you so kindly for the congratulaciones, Peggy Lopez. 
My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I'm going to close out this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.